0: Hello, you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. So, this morning we're continuing on, too busy not to pray. And this morning, specifically, when you pray. Not if you pray, but when you pray. Some people say, well, should we pray? The answer is yes, we should. But we're going to talk about praying effectively. How many of you, when you pray, you want to pray effectively? Because there are so many prayers sometimes that we just shoot up, throw up, and it's not effective. But we want our time when we pray to be effective. We want God to hear us, we want what we say to to be His Word, and we want it to be fulfilled in our lives and in other people's lives as well. So we're going to talk about praying effectively, focusing on the Lord. That's a good one. Having a good foundation in the word and then trusting him beyond your feelings. So those are three areas that we're going to talk about this morning. And the scripture I want you to turn to is Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Which we've, uh, Pastor Bruce has been reading throughout this whole time, but I want to read it again. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. How many of you would like to not be anxious? Yeah, my hand is the first one that goes up. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Everyone say, With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have those promises that when you pray, that we're to pray with thanksgiving. And then it says that the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. It passes all understanding. So I love that scripture. It's um, one that is always encouraging because it has so many promises built in there. So, first of all, when we talk about praying, let's talk about how to stay focused, or how do we focus? Because the the easiest way to be distracted in your day is begin to pray. You'll get sleepy. You'll get hungry. Your phone will ring. The kids will need something, your spouse will need something, the dog will need something. Everybody will need something when you begin to pray. So we have to stay focused when we pray. Um, You know, you can pray throughout your day, obviously, but there are times in your relationship with the Lord when you're praying that He wants you to come into His presence, and focus on him when you're praying and not be distracted. How many of you as parents would enjoy time with your kids if they came into the room and you wanted to talk to them and they were either playing with something or watching TV or fighting, which our kids never do, or you know something like that. They're distracted and you're trying to have communication with them and they're everywhere. It's not enjoyable, is it? And really at that time, you don't feel like even blessing them with anything. You feel like, you know, getting the rod of correction out and going to town, (laughs) even on the dog. (laughs) So in those times, you want to have good relationship, good communication for them to be focused on you. Because there's some things that you're going to have to tell them that are going to be very important. And you want to hear their hearts as well. So... How do we stay focused in prayer? How do you keep your heart from wandering? Because when your heart wanders, your mind wanders. When your mind wanders, your heart wanders. And, and then, you know, you can start out praying. I do this because I am a, I'm a task-oriented person. My love language is acts of service, is work. So I'll start praying Right? Going around the house, and I'll be praying, and then I'll grab the vacuum, the little one, and I'll just I'll start doing this, you know, be like, you know, grab this and, you know, start straightening that up, praying. But I'm not really being effective. I know in my life I'm not being effective because I'm distracted with other things. And that the devil loves nothing more for you to think you're praying and being effective and you're being useless. Because he, he always wants us to be religious and have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Or doing something, especially for those of us that are acts of service, doing something and think in that doing, we're getting God's attention. But those distractions keep you from bringing your requests before the Lord, bringing your time before the Lord, and then hearing back from him. Prayer is, communication is two ways. Far be it from anyone here at Lifeway, you know, to go to prayer and be like, God, I need this, 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 and this. My children are doing this. I need this done. I need this and I plead the blood of Jesus and I got to go to work. What What if your kids did that or your spouse did that and they're all the time and, you know, they come in and then before you can even get a word out, they're gone. You're standing there like, there, I was going to say something, but you're gone, so I guess you're not going to hear it. So staying focused. When we're distracted, you begin to lose interest in what you're praying about, or you just forget. And then we, you know, the Pentecostal side comes out and you said, well, i am just pray in the Holy Spirit and now I have to know what I'm doing anyway. You know, just let your mind go. And you can vacuum, be praying. But, you know, you're just, you're distracted. You're thinking about 10 million other things. But we have to understand that God is into a relationship. He wants you to come into his presence. To focus on him. To spend time with him and to bring your requests before him. That's what prayer is. Prayer is communication. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was introducing there the whole concept of G- as God as your Father. That, that changes prayer drastically for people. When you understand that the God you're praying to is your Father, and He created everything that you see. For me, that changes prayer drastically because I'm not just shooting some words up in the air, but I'm actually taking time to be with my Father, who is the creator of everything. You know, we get excited when we see all these Star Wars movies and other, you know, movies like that, and, we're, and it's always kind of exciting to you know that there's a there's another force going on there's something happening and there's a good and a bad and then this can hold this one back but when you understand what prayer is that is that in reality with God you you are praying and you are moving things into action you're you're moving things forward or you're not praying and you're letting things move you backwards come on now I'm encouraging myself as I'm encouraging myself this morning. So, you know, whether you're receiving it or not, I am. So you just hang on for the ride. So, you know, Jesus introducing that concept that that God is our Father. And He is interested in you sitting down and spending time with Him. Coming into His presence. The best way I can explain prayer, it was explained to me one time, is it It changed everything for me because I would think about prayer, maybe because of the way I grew up or the denomination I grew up in, possibly, that it had to be like this everything laid out correctly, like you know if you 're going to pray then move the chair you know just the right way, and you do everything you know you know everything now you 're ready to pray, and to understand though that when we pray it's just talking it's it's a talking so i can focus on the lord every minute of the day and be talking to him now i'm trying to get that religiousness out of you know prayers a certain way like this it's talking to to the god of the universe in a regular conversation just as you would talk to your spouse Just as you're talking to, to your spouse or, t- or talking to somebody else. That's how real God is. He's more real than that. But that's how he wants you to come to him and communicate. You know, God, hey, my day is just going, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't understand this and this person's done this and that. He wants to hear your heart. Yes. Yes. He wants you to come to him just like you want your children to come to you and share so that you can help them. So, a lot of distractions can happen during that time. Why? Why are those distractions? Because if you can be distracted, you become ineffective. When we become distracted, we become less effective. Because we're not taking time intentionally to move things by faith. All right, so we emphasize that relationship with our Father. That it's not just a God. He's our Father. He's concerned about you and I. He wants to know what's going on. And so we know with any relationship, any relationship, it's always strengthened by what? Communication. Imagine your marriage. God forbid that anyone's in here like that. But that you don't communicate. And just a side note. If that is, then I encourage you to start communicating. If you're not communicating, your relationship is not growing. And when your relationship is not growing, it's the door is open to actually start regressing. Okay? So... That relationship with God is, is communi- You have that communication, and you have to build that by communicating with Him. The less communication, the less understanding. The less time spent with Him, the less you know what He wants. The less time spent with Him, the less you're bringing your requests before Him, the less you're coming into His presence. So, understanding that you're coming to God your father in prayer should build our confidence when we pray. It should build our confidence when we pray because it's not just a random thing that's going on. The other thing about focusing, you know, getting rid of the distractions, knowing who your father is, is Like it says in Matthew 6, 6, it says, go into your room or go into a place to pray. Peter went up on the rooftop, several different examples of what people did. What it signifies there is they separated themselves for a time to focus on the Lord. They got away from the distractions. And so a lot of times in our days, you're going to have to separate yourself. If you literally have to go in your closet, I've done that. Go in your closet. If that's where it's quiet and you can begin to focus. If there's a certain room you can go in, I I, I, love—I absolutely love being outside. So I'll go outside and pray because you—you can learn a lot that way. You're praying. God can show you the birds how he takes care of them, focus on them. I mean, you can can get a lot of examples, but if you start wandering in your mind, then maybe you need to go in your closet and pray in there. The thing is focusing on the Lord is taking that time and focusing on him because distractions will come. I'm talking about being intentional in your prayer life. Just like you're intentional with other things. Everyone's in, everyone is, an in, is intentional with eating. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're preparing dinner. Some of y'all may be preparing lunch as you sit here right now. Something's in the crock pot. Something's in the oven on a timer. You're pre- Hello. You're preparing. You're being intentional about lunch. Or some of y'all may have texted some other people and say, hey, let's go to this such and such restaurant after, after church. Hope that preacher guy gets done real quick. <laughs> Don't be texting that right now. <laughs> but you, you're intentional. So you have to be intentional in prayer as well to take that time. You know, if you have to set a certain time and say, I'm going to get up at this time and pray, I'm going to... Pray during this time of the day. But be, the the thing is, be intentional. There's not a seven step program and a certain way to hold your head and, you know, when you pray and stuff like that. It's a heart thing. It's being intentional. All right? So, focus, focus, focus. Put the distractions aside and understand that the distractions will only make you ineffective and the devil loves that. If he can make his church, Religious and ineffective, what does he have to worry about? Nothing. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is, what do I say? Give me a formula. I am that type of person. And if you're not, you don't fully understand a person that thinks that way. I am a, just tell me what to do. Give me the five steps and I will knock them one right after the other off, and it will be successful. Don't give me a vague... And then I'm like, what in the world? But my wife is the opposite of me, thank God. Thank God you marry your opposite. And she's like, take the list and throw it away, and just... If it's with her, she said, just spend time with me. I'm not a list. You know, so there's a a balance there. But we all like formulas. Just give me the steps and let me do it. And a lot of times if we just, if we find the steps, we really forget the heart of it. Because it becomes a checklist. Oh, I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. Then I'm good. But God's not concerned with your checklist and steps. He's concerned with where our heart is when we pray. So what do we say? What formula do I use? It's more about a foundation than a formula. So what are we talking about with a foundation? A foundation is this. The word of God. You don't need seven steps. You need the word. And when you pray, you need to pray the word. Oh, this is, I, I love this part. I absolutely love this part. Because when we're praying, there's so many things through my years of following the Lord that you hear people pray and you're like, oh, that was just, that was just awesome. It was so eloquent and they just, they just knew what to say and they said it for like 30 minutes. That was awesome. I mean, it just was like, going out of them. But then when you get to the meat of it, you're like, well, what's the meat of that? But I mean, what was really prayed? I'm not saying that 30-minute prayers can't have meat in them. I'm not saying that. I'm just giving you an example. That there can be a lot of words, but no effectiveness. And God's not concerned, again, about us being religious and saying, well, I can get up there and pray for 30 minutes. He's more concerned about what are you praying when you pray. So we need a foundation, not a formula. The foundation is the Word of God. So one thing that I was taught very early on is have scripture on what you're praying about. You ever prayed for someone and they say, well, I need prayer. And a lot of my questions to them are this. Well, what scripture are you standing on? What scripture? Because without scripture, there really is no faith. Without the scripture, there's no faith because it's like someone wants you to pray for them. They don't know what the word says. So you can pray for them until you wipe the, you know, rub the hair right off the head and they're going to turn and it's going to be ineffective because they don't even know what to stand on when the enemy comes with the thoughts and, the, and keeps bringing that problem up to them. There's nothing, there's no foundation. So, you know, any engineer, any person with common sense really knows that when you build a house or you build a structure, you have to have a foundation. I mean, you can go up high and if you don't have a foundation, it's falling. So the foundation has to be the word of God. So that is your formula. It's a foundation on the word of God. What are you, are you praying the word? Um, in Jeremiah 1.12, it talks about the Lord watching over his word to perform it. Isaiah 43.26, he says, put me in remembrance. Why? Because he's forgetful? No. <laughs> because we are. And this is the thing. When we pray the word, I'm a visual person as well. When we pray the word, you're praying... Life. You're praying power. The Bible talks so much about what we say. Why? Because God spoke everything into existence from nothing. His words. His words. His words create. His words bring life. His words change a situation. So His word in His mouth... Is the same as his word in my mouth. That's why your foundation has to be the word when you pray. Because you're praying. You're... So when I say. God has not given me a spirit of fear. But a power, love and a sound mind. I am creating something with my words. Because I'm speaking the word of God. That is creative. Not my words. His words in my mouth. Are creative. So they don't just drop. Like it says in Jeremiah. He's watching over his word to perform it. He's waiting for us to. Say his word. Pray his word. So that he can perform his word. That's why you say. By the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. You're. You're speaking the life giving words of God going out. And it's doing something. It's fulfilling something. He's completing something. He's performing something. Otherwise, we're speaking empty words. Or you're speaking negative words that will also create something in your life. Now, I'm not saying if I, it has to be from your heart and it has to be the word of God. God's word is creative; it's alive. Jesus, it talks about in John, is the Word. So Jesus is alive. So, if you can just see, if you could just get that this morning, that just one thing about when you pray, pray the Word of God as your foundation. Then when you're praying and speaking. You're speaking forth the answer. You're speaking forth life. You're making a way where there seems to be absolutely no way. And it's changing. Even when you can't see it, God's moving when you're speaking his word. It doesn't return void. It doesn't come back and smack you in the face void. When you, that's why words are important. They're forever resounding in the universe when you speak them. Creating or destroying. That's why he said death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that live by it will the fruit thereof. Yes. What's coming out of here? That's a whole other sermon. Let me get back here where I'm talking about <laughs> this one. This one right here. Okay. So the word of God being our foundation. Speaking the word of God when we pray. You know, find scriptures. You're like I don't know what to pray. Find a scripture and pray it. Pray the prayers in Ephesians. I don't know what to pray. Pray the prayers in Ephesians. At the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. That I would know the hope of His calling. Yeah, you're you're praying the word, and it's performing something in your life. It doesn't come without protest or con- or a a, a, a battle. But that's where you stand on the Word. You keep speaking the Word and, and believing the Word. So praying the Word, that is our foundation. If you want a formula, that is it. Pray the Word. If you need prayer about something, find out what the Bible says because you can't go wrong when you find out what the Bible says. You can refute my words, I can refute your words, but you can't refute God's words. You can try, but you're going to be fruitless in your battle. So pray the word of God. Find the scriptures. Find the promises of God. Find out what it says about you. I'll just use this um, about knowing the word. And knowing what the word says about you and praying that over you it puts you in a different stance. It puts you in a different stance and a different, a different place when it comes to dealing with the, the issues of life. Okay? Have you ever heard this saying, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? Anyone ever heard that? I've heard that. I, I hear it a lot. I'm like, yes, I understand that. But read Romans. Romans. But now, God, who's raised you up, changed you, Second Corinthians five seventeen, made you a new creation that is never having existed before, new in kind and quality. So you, so you got that side and you say, okay, am I a sinner or am I raised with Christ? The Bible says I'm raised with Christ. Now, I'm not saying we're not tempted with sin. Who you identify with is how you're going to, it, that's how you're going to go in your life. That, that's the, that's, the, that's the, the soapbox on which you're going to stand and that's, how, that's where life is going to flow from you. So if I'm always thinking I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, then I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm always going to miss it. I just sin, that's all I do, that's just sin. But Jesus came to give us a new nature. And to free us from sin and the power of sin. So now the Bible says I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so now I'm I'm telling you that this morning for this reason, because when you pray, whatever box you're on is going to be the confidence in which you pray. Do you hear me? That's going to be the confidence in which you pray, because if you're over here saying, well, I'm just a sinner, then you're not going to come with confidence to God And boldness, where it says, enter into his throne room to find grace and help in time of need. You're not going to do that because you say, "I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm not even worthy. But this says, I'm a child of God. He's made me worthy. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above all principality, power, might, and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. From this position, I pray. So I come boldly before my Father. God, Father God, you you come with confidence. The other side, you don't come with confidence. You come with maybe, maybe not, I don't know. He may take a fly swatter of heaven and swap me down. I'm just a sinner. No, he sent his son to change your nature so that you could come into his presence in a totally different way. All right, all right. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving on. All right. And when we come to God, when we're praying and we're praying his word, it says says, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. You know, it doesn't do anything for him. It does it for us. Because when we come and we come with thanksgiving, you're reminded of all the things that he's done for you like, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you, and in my worst depraved nastiness, you came down and picked me up and gave me a new nature. Thank you. Thank you. You're reminded of, oh my, look at what he's done for me. Look at what he's done for me. And that causes you to pray more. Because you're like, if he did it once, he'll do it again. If he did it for them, he will do his word every single time. It gives you that confidence. All right. So what happens if I don't feel anything? Because we all like feelings, right? You want that confirmation that especially if you're harboring unforgiveness towards someone or you've been offended. I know no one in here has been offended but me. And I know how that feeling is, and you don't want to let go of it because you feel justified in the offense. Like, I am justified in why I'm offended, so I'm going to hang on to that. I'm justified. But here's the thing. We turn that offense over to the Lord, and someone may have done you wrong, I mean really wrong, because people can do that. But here's the thing. When you ask God to forgive you for holding that offense and you say, I forgive them for that, I'm going to tell you, your feelings aren't going to change. You're still going to feel like, if I see them, it could be not heaven on earth. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You, You still have that feeling. So here's the thing. When you pray, it has nothing to do with your feelings. Feelings are real. Feelings are real. If I come over there and smack you in the face, feelings are real. You would feel that. They're real. But the Word of God supersedes feelings. Just like the Word of God supersedes circumstances. Truth always trumps Facts. Truth always trumps facts. So no matter what the situation is, the Word of God trumps that situation, circumstances. It's more than. So, feelings. I don't feel this or I don't feel that. You could. I have prayed for people through my years. I had prayed for people and felt like, I mean, they've come and they've had bad stuff. And you're just like, you feel no more prompted to pray than anything. You just feel like, oh my Lord, you're, you know, this has has nothing to do with me, trust me. And you pray and you feel like, And you just want to go crawl back in your car or leave or you want to, you know, nothing. And then you get a report from that person like a week later and they're like, God moved. God did this. And you're like, you know, absolutely nothing. It had nothing to do with your feelings. Nothing to do with you felt. Then sometimes you feel like so pumped up and you pray for someone and nothing happens. We don't go off of feelings. We go off of the word, the word. That's why you pray the word. Because you're not changing a situation anyway by praying for someone. You're allowing God the open door to change the situation by speaking the word. And he's the one that changes it. He's the one that changes it. So, feelings are real, but they're not real dependable. So, don't base your prayers off of how you feel Because God honors faith, not feelings. You can come and moan and groan and whine and complain. But if you want to move the heart of God, faith moves God. Faith moves God. The Bible even says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So if you want to please God... Faith. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That's where your faith comes from. So don't base anything off of feelings. Base it off of faith. Faith is taking God at his word. I like to say it like this. Faith is such a strong conviction of something that it causes you to act. That's faith for me right there. Simplified. It's such a strong conviction of something that it causes you to act, to do something. Because faith will move you to do something. It'll move you because, For let me give you this example in closing up here. Faith, if I say, I have faith that that chair will hold me when I sit down but I never go sit down in that chair, I really don't have I might be a little bit scared or thinking, maybe someone loosened the screws in that. I'm not sure. I'm not really going to do it. But if I have faith that's going to hold me, I'm just going to go sit in it. Faith causes... We're working on faith every day of our lives because we're doing stuff based off of what we believe. Okay? So we base things off of not feelings but faith, the word of God. What does the word say? So when we go to God, we go to him in faith. Go to God in faith. All right. Faith changes every situation. Every situation. So in closing this morning, God does not reward feelings. He rewards obedience, faith. And we are to come to Him in faith. So, in conclusion, when we pray, let's focus. Focus on praying. Focus on, on, on Him and that relationship that you have with Him. Not on all the distractions that are going to come around you. Number two, when you pray, pray the word. That's your foundation. Pray the word. Because the word is what changes things. And thirdly, don't be led by feelings. Your feelings have nothing to do with it. You can pray the word of God and it will change the situation and you may not feel any different. But remember, what you're prayed is going out and his word does not return void. It is performing that which it was sent to do. Which changes the situation. So when we pray, focus on Him, have the right foundation, and forget your feelings, and you'll be effective in prayer. Let's stand to our feet this morning. As we uh, get ready to leave this morning, let's take the time and, to, and put into action what we learned Let's put into action what we've learned. Whether it's a time of just. When I pray that you just contemplate I'm Lord. Okay when I'm praying. I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to pray the word. And I'm not going to be led by my feelings. Determine to do that in your heart when you pray. But what I'm saying is. Don't leave here today with just like. No action plan. Put the word. In. To play in your life. What you've heard. Put it into action and do it. So whatever you need to do when I pray this morning, you just take that to the Lord. And say, Lord, I commit to pray because I haven't been praying. That may be where you're at. Or, oh, Lord, I commit to pray in your word because I've just been praying really not your word, just other things. Or it may be like, Lord, I'm not going to be led by my feelings when I pray. If it's things you need to repent of, repent of them and get it right and, and move on with the Lord. So. As I pray this morning, a general prayer, you take that time and focus on him, okay? So Lord, we just come before you right now and we're so thankful for your word, for your presence in our lives, for the opportunity that we have to be challenged when we hear your word. That if there's things that we need to change in our life, Lord, we just... Uh, commit to change those things now. Whatever the Holy Spirit is asking us to do this morning, we say yes, Lord. If there's little things we need to tweak, we say yes, we'll tweak them. If there's things we need to stop doing, we say yes, we stop doing them. Whatever it is, Lord, to, to put us in a closer relationship with you, we do this morning. We commit ourselves to you. Now, when we're still in the attitude of prayer. There may be someone here this morning and says, you know what? I, I haven't been praying because, number one, I don't even have a relationship with the God of the universe. I don't even know who he is or I do know who he is, but I've never I've never given my life to him. I've never made that step to to even move in the right direction. God the word of God says we've all sinned. We've all missed it. No one is good enough. I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. But there was one that was sent, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that was good enough. And he said, I'll come take their place so that they can have life and life more abundantly. John 10, 10. I'll give my life so that they can have a relationship with my Father. So you may be in here this morning. You said... That is something I want to do. Maybe I've heard before and I've never done, but I want to do that this morning. I want to begin my life on the right track as of this morning. You know, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that because God loves you. We're going to all as a congregation pray this prayer together. It's not a magical prayer. It's not something that I can do for you. You may be watching uh, online through the Internet. This applies to you as well. It's nothing that I can do for you. It's something that you do for yourself when you call upon the name of the Lord. So as a congregation, let's maybe encourage someone that needs to pray that this morning and get their life right with the Lord. Let's encourage them and pray this prayer together after me. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast, and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.